0: It's the season finale. We are going off the air. Never coming back (laughs) again. (laughs) It has been a really rough year. And I hope my plane goes down somewhere between here and (laughs) Indiana. We're (laughs) dead. (laughs) <laughs> where did Buddy Holly crash at? I really don't Over know. North Dakota, I think.
1: That's where was all that? planes. Or they were going to Fargo, maybe. That's probably where all planes eventually crash, right?
0: Or the Bermuda Triangle.
1: If you were, if you were on a plane and it was going down, where would you prefer
0: it go down? Ocean or land? Uh, well, ocean becomes concrete, you know, <laughs> when you're tumbling that hard. I don't. I don't know. If, Hitting the ground Is <laughs> it's, it's much softer <laughs> yeah. yeah people always say that Yeah at uh, X amount of miles per hour The ocean becomes like concrete Yeah what, And what does the, What does the forest floor become Fucking a bouncy house I,
1: I highly doubt that While you're hitting the earth You're like Oh Well this well, is this a little was A little bit softer Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll have to crash in the ocean to compare it, but uh, <laughs> not bad. Not as bad as I imagined Not as be. bad as I thought it might be. Meanwhile, there's like 120 dead people around here engulfed in flames. Totally. I think I'd probably go with the land. But you know what? Here's my
1: answer. Okay. <laughs> if it was going to be anywhere, I'd rather be the Pentagon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. What if you were on a plane and it really was going down? It, hey
0: hey hey! So Wait, you, you think we can yeah, hold off till DC? Yeah, you
1: can kick open the pilot's <laughs> door. You're like, all right, listen, 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 listen. So we don't. Right. I listen. I'm not. Hat, I'm not trying to hijack it. I'm, I know. Listen, but, I but, know what this looks like. I know what this looks like. <laughs> but we're going down anyways, right? I'm just saying so this. I have about two
0: hours to convince you. Death to America. <laughs> so here's here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. You pull out uh, what do you 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 pull out some chloroform napkins, <laughs> put them over the put them over both pilots' mouths, turn on <laughs> Prince's party like it's 1999, <laughs> real <laughs> out in the cabin, and then <laughs> steer that motherfucker <laughs> straight to the Pentagon.
1: <laughs> oh, but what if you don't have chloroform? I'm saying you have to use the power of rhetoric to convince those motherfuckers. Like, look, the empire's bad.
0: Let's, why don't we make a dent? Oh, we're fucked. Let's just <laughs> let's leave our <laughs> mark. Literally. <laughs> you know it's funny. Uh, in all the nine eleven discourse, nobody ever talks about the plane that hit the Pentagon. Right. Nobody.
1: Which honestly, nobody. Nobody. And let's let's be real here. You know you could you know you could be sort of morally um, you can be sort of like what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, morally, What's the word people always use, like conservatives always use, moral relativism? Yeah. You could be like that starting of nine eleven and be like, oh, a lot of innocent people died. But look, the only innocent people died in the Pentagon was probably some janitors. <laughs> if you work at the Pentagon, you ain't you're innocent. You're on the hook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're on the hook unless you're doing some low-wage work.
1: Uh,
0: you're right. So
1: yeah, just kidding. <laughs> look, I know what this looks like. Hey, whoa, 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 guys. <laughs> I already convinced everybody in, in Coach. Yeah, they're, we're they're, on board. We're on board. Yeah. <laughs> the first class people, they, they tried to prevent me from getting up here. but It's kind of like that movie Snowpiercer, <laughs> <laughs> but on an airplane. That <laughs> movie's so wild. Well, I was Coach, we have to fight our way to the pilot, to the cockpit. Where we have to convince the pilot, like, look, look,
0: look, look. <laughs> it's going down anyways. Yeah. We're <laughs> fucked. Is your name uh, Captain Sullenberger? <laughs> I didn't think so. Don't be a hero. <laughs> Don't be a hero there, <laughs> cowboy. Just let me have the reins. Oh, fuck. This is
1: probably not a good thing to be talking about right before I get on a plane. <laughs> the, t- the TSA people are going to bring me back into a glass room and just hit play <laughs> on a
0: recorder? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Ray, uh... What were you doing a couple of hours ago? I'd be like, why
1: do you have my podcast on t- a tape? <laughs> on a tape
0: recorder. <laughs> hey, I'm asking the questions around <laughs> here, pal. <laughs> i just punch you in the mouth and yeah, <laughs> put you back in your seat. <laughs> Let me ask yeah. you again, Mr. Ray, do you love America? <laughs> that would be pretty wild if that ever happened to me. Well, last last year on this trip, you snuck weed through TSA. That's true. That was a ballsy move. I've done it multiple times. I've done it multiple times. And also,
1: last year on this trip, <laughs> that's when I sat next to that lady and she was like, um, she, that, that I sat next to that, like, she was older, she was like in her 70s or 80s, and she was like, oh, uh... She was freaking out the whole time. She was like, my ticket. Like, they haven't come and get my ticket yet. It was like we were on, like, a 1940s train <laughs> going out of There must be some mistake <laughs> here. That must be some mistake. They haven't taken my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are they going to do? Throw you out? Like, we were already 10,000 feet in the air. She was like, oh, she laughed. And she like, you're mm. the most down-to-earth person I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I should have been like... Well,
0: well, Janine, well, <laughs> let me clue you in on my plans for right <laughs> Well, Janine, we're about to be down there. <laughs> we're about to be, as you say, down Uh You ever wanted to see the Pentagon? Well, you're going to have a good seat. Oh, man. for for anybody listening to Start this, laughing maniacally. This is just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even better, you'd be like... You're, you're the most down earth person read well, Alternate name? Let me introduce you to Mal's little red book <laughs> You see <laughs> By the end of the flight, she's just Third <laughs> Yeah, Revolutionary Fuck <clears throat> Man Yeah, no, I no, mean By the end of the flight, she she's fucking dead Because you suicide bombed <laughs> the pentagon <laughs>
1: Well, but, but in at, her least, death, at least in her death, she'll have been a martyr for the cons. Right,
0: <laughs> right. So, here's what's about to happen, Gene. This plane's going down in a few hours. <laughs> How will you be remembered? Look, they'll build statues to you. <laughs> as long as we can get a dispatch out before
1: <laughs> this motherfucker pits.
0: And then oh, you're man. on your way to the cockpit. And some fucking MAGA chud trips you and like you know, places you under <laughs> citizens arrest until you all land, and then you spend the rest of your life in jail. In jail for trying yeah.
1: for, for not trying to hijack a plane, for trying to convince everybody on board that it's the right thing to do. <laughs> 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 Hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> I'm depressed. You're depressed. Are y'all I, happy? I, y'all having fun <laughs> here? No one's, happy. no one's having
0: fun here.
1: <laughs> Let's just do the goddamn thing. <laughs> That's true. They can't look. They can take the knives and scissors away from you at TSA, but they can't take your rhetoric,
0: baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing they can't confiscate. They can't take your wit Unless and your they, you know cut your tongue out. True. <laughs> Which is like what they did to Cicero,
1: right? Wasn't he like such a powerful orator that they (laughs) they cut his tongue out? That's such
0: a fucking greaseball Italian thing to do. (laughs) Hey, let's shut shut this fucking Cicero guy up for good. (laughs) Hey, I know what we could do. We could cut his fucking tongue out. He won't be squealing anymore. (laughs) Oh, fuck, dude. This This guy's fucking Cicero, he's no good. He's no fucking good.
1: Oh, man. Uh... Cicero, I guess he was Italian, huh?
0: <laughs> That's why it's funny. The days of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> if he was Greek, he'd just be like, <laughs> why are you doing the, <laughs> the the Italian thing with the Greek guy? The days of oratory are over, aren't they, huh? Aren't they, Tom? I think the fact that we have a, a viable <laughs> podcast is proof to that. <laughs> Speaks
1: to that, yeah. So podcasts are like anti-oratory. They're like anti-oratorical. Yeah. Feats. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. What are you? What are you talking about? I just sang a song about <laughs> season finale and hijacking
0: a plane. I <laughs> just <laughs> still alive a little bit.
1: Oh man. Um. So what's going on, man? What well, is going on? Um. Is this the last episode of the season? Just we're the <laughs> season finale. <laughs> we're doing the. Uh, we're doing the like Sopranos thing where um. The season finale isn't the best episode.
0: It's the episode before the season finale. Yeah. You know Yeah, no, and we just kind of forgot to tell you that there's gonna be the season finale.
1: (laughs) Well, we hinted at it. Yeah. Multiple people came up to me at the show on Friday night and they were like, Are y'all taking a break? And I was like, Buddy, I wish. (laughs) I looked at I
0: had never sleeps (laughs) 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 Then you just poke him in the ribs. I'm fucking (laughs) with you. you. No, but we really are. Yeah, but we really are. <laughs> yeah. We're going off the air. Well, it's that time of year where it's just hard to uh, corral everybody in the same place for multiple weeks at a time for the holidays and yeah, all that stuff. We so. are going off the air.
1: I want to. We might not ever come back, but we really are. Because we want you to stay, subscribe to our Patreon.com slash Triple the Workers Party.
0: <laughs> and we had a good show on Friday.
1: We had a great show. Thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody co- we got who to came. Meet out. A lot of folks we hadn't met before. We did. We made a lot of good. F- met a lot of fun and great fans. Um, it's great to know that the fans are are good. It would have been really bad. Good, if, cool people too. It would have been bad if we would have showed up and all the fans were like assholes are just the worst <laughs> yeah. they're like hey can i borrow fifty dollars <laughs> <laughs> sure man <laughs> but no they're all they're all good uh people we had fun with everybody um i'm gonna be honest with you i am ner- just as nervous i woke up today i don't know why but i get really bad anxiety not about flying but about going through airport security what about been going through airports in general. Can I can't go over your belongings for you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is this a bit? <laughs> Let me know if this is not a bit so I can retract everything I said. I don't uh, I don't want to get cuffed and stuff by Homeland Security you hear me
1: sitting at having dinner tonight and the evening news comes on. There's just a frazzled picture of me, a mugshot of me that comes up with huge black circles under my eyes. And <laughs> They've just barely clubbed the hell out of you. For trying to plead with the entire plane. Is that, that's a pretty good Tom Brokaw impression. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brokaw's still on the air?
0: I don't think so. He was live I think he's living on a fly fishing ranch in Montana somewhere. Is Tom Brokaw the one who lied about
1: being in like Afghanistan Um, remember that or is that Peter Jennings
0: there was one of them I can't remember they were yeah like a lot of fucking (laughs) journalists lie about where they're at which is like on one hand it's like they try to steal valor
1: about like war correspondency Like, like I've seen some shit bro
0: like, yeah, that's your job. <laughs> I got I got, a, I got a theory that nobody's ever been a war correspondent. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just something like, what they do is they create this scene in like a hangar somewhere in Nevada and make it look like a desert. <laughs> and then they just go get, you know, like five or six like Middle Eastern guys to like drive them around in this warehouse in like a Humvee. <laughs> And because i tell you why, is I had a professor in college and I loved him, but he, he like all the time would tell these outlandish tales about like covering Vietnam and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, I wasn't in Vietnam, I wasn't even alive, even anywhere near Vietnam, but it's like, I just know there's holes in these stories. Like, yeah. Well, I think what they would do, especially in Vietnam is like, you would go,
1: did you ever read that book by Michael Ayer called Dispatches? Nah, but I've I, I wanted to for a long time. Um, There was like a you know, some on-the-ground reporting, and I think that's how, like, MeLai was discovered and stuff, but I think most of it was, like, you go to a press conference that, like, a general holds, and he's like, we've lost, uh, I don't know, 34, and we killed 1,000. And and all the journalists are like, all right, this is fine, and
0: they're all addicted to opium and alcohol (laughs) anyways. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, this sounds good. (laughs) Or they're, like, fucking... uh having tea parties at the Rand Corporation while bombs are (laughs) all going off around them and all these like (coughs) Parisian colony (laughs) things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you ever have a
1: period when you got really into the Vietnam War? I had a period in my early 20s where I got really into the Vietnam War.
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: I think like it's a very dude thing to do yeah. to get w- really into one war. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's b- the not- ones that scare me are the, are the guys that were really into like the World Wars. Yeah, <laughs> those are the guys that're probably proud boys today.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. Were yeah. Into,
0: if, if your war thing was Vietnam, you're probably a communist today.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd I'd have to, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. Well. Okay, I uh, my caveat would be if you were really into World like War... Or you're like a
0: MAGA-like guy if you're into the World Wars.
1: I'd say World War II. Yeah, yeah, World yeah, yeah. War One is like so wildly misunderstood and...
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. The military it's like, it's history... Like the, of like uh, uh trout mask replica of... Yeah. ...of, <laughs> of wars. World War Just I. Just so wildly misunderstood.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. World War One is the Trout masquerade. <laughs> 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 the Captain B part of World Wars. Yeah, World Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. If, it, if every war had, like, a music aesthetic, I think, like, Vietnam would be, like, like, codeine-laced rap. I'd <laughs> say more about that. It's just a very trippy-ass fucking war, man.
1: <laughs> well...
0: I think I've just watched too much Apocalypse Now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess (laughs) the sort of popular idea of Vietnam is that a lot of them were doing drugs. And they were. Quite a (laughs) bit of them (laughs) were. They they probably weren't. Um, But it's actually interesting. Um, We know a lot about addiction today because of Vietnam, and I'll tell you why. Because a lot of soldiers went over to Vietnam and tried heroin and the vast majority of them came back and weren't addicted to it after that. You know, they 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 did it over there recreationally or even maybe got addicted to it, but once they were back in the United States and their lives were sort of relatively stable, they weren't at war. Right. They weren't addicted to it. And that's the that's the case for the vast majority of people. Um very you know, contrary to popular belief, very few people actually get addicted to dr- to hard drugs. Um you know it's it has a lot more to do with like the sort of environmental and external circumstances that you're
0: in at the time, interesting, yeah, yes, so you're advocating doing hard drugs as long as you have a relatively stable <laughs> home life <laughs> listen, um, yeah, you got a wife and three kids and a mercedes hey, start doing heroin. go ahead and try and see what it's about. <laughs> No, I'm not. That's a I'm bit. Not. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh but shit. yeah, yeah, no, there's uh yeah. Um I don't know why it's going off on that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm worried about my nephew's trajectory. So he's kind of a a world war uh two guy. Is he, he he's really into the history of world
1: Look, anybody who's into military history in general, kind of weird me kind of weirds me out. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, people who know, like, the sort of minutiae of, like, battle movements
0: and... Because, uh, like, at that point, you're, like, a foreign policy degree away from being, like, a fucking, like, Kissinger type. Totally. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. like, a James Mattis type that's, like, <laughs> what, that was, like... What was that thing last week I saw that, uh, like, somebody was asking him for precedence for some military strategy, and he, like, pointed to Poncho V, like, the border shit, the border... Uh, Intra- sent, he did? Yeah, he was like, well, what about this? What about when Pancho Villa came? And it's just like, that was a hundred and what, S- 80? 40 years ago? No, no, no. Like, 1820s. Yeah, 1820s. Or wait, so.
1: wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. 1910s. Pancho, you're talking like, about Pancho 18, Villa. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was 1910
0: or whatever. Yeah. Little. The Mexican Revolution. <laughs> I literally yeah. just
1: listened to a podcast Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you're talking like a hundred and... Years. He used Pancho Villa as, <laughs> as like precedents <laughs> for sending the U.S. military to the border. That's so fucking stupid. But anyway, it's like, well, the weapons of our warfare have changed, Mad Dog. If you hadn't uh, True. been paying attention, there. True. Well,
1: I guess what I mean is that, like, not pe- that it was ever good. I'm just saying. Right. Well, well, Pancho
0: Villa was kind of. Some revolutions are good. All revolutions. <laughs>
1: Some revolutions are Most revolutions
0: most are revolutions good. Most revolutions are good. I'm talking about mm-hmm. American imperialism, all of it's bad.
1: The American Revolution was not good. I would go so far as to say that it should not have happened.
0: Well, <laughs> it's kind of like the Dave Chappelle biz, that they should uh, should never gave those guys money. <laughs> should never gave those crackers money. <laughs> That's a good point. (laughs) That is a good point. (laughs) It could have saved us a whole lot of grief. (laughs) I I, I like that. There's a Charles Portis quote. We got wrote uh, True Grit and Norwood and all those books. And he was the bureau chief at the London Review of Books, which is the job that Karl Marx had. And he said that uh, when he got shipped off to Korea, you know, he was thinking that, you know, when he had that post, he was like, you know, the London Review of Books could have saved us all a whole lot of <laughs> trouble if they just paid Marx a little better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, was it the London Review of Books or, I thought it was the New York Tribune or, or something like that. Some, in, in England somewhere. Oh. Okay. I forget. There was it London Review, I don't know. Fuck if I know, man. I'd have to go the tape on it, but something like that. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, I just like that Charles Portis and Karl Marx both had the same job. same job. <laughs>
1: I wonder if there's anybody who famous who I've had. I was a janitor at the University of Texas. I wonder if any famous janitors ever came out of the University of Texas who had my job working at a power plant
0: <laughs> on campus. I don't know. You um, gonna say that, then Matthew McConaughey is going to call and say, "Yeah, I, I had that job." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, 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 shit. What are we talking about? charles portis i was i'm sorry i took us down a rabbit hole we were talking about uh wars and rumors of wars
1: Mm and revolutions
0: and revolutions right 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 uh and the show friday night which was good thanks for coming out. <laughs> i'm just gonna keep well keep going it was at. it was surprisingly good i fully expected and i was a little tired at first because i just had never done that and uh no, you, you did know, great, Tom. It's good it's good to have um you know, it's uh when you got killer bands and acts as a buffer, it's kinda easier to do live shows. But I think Brian and Brett were right. It's like maybe we should go before the <laughs> the bands, you know. Yeah, shout out to Brett and Brian
1: from Street Fight. They were there in attendance. Yeah. Um love those guys. Yeah, they um they were kind of like for me anyways, they were kind of like um When you know you're the quarterback and the defense is out, the bands were kind of the defense and we were kind of the offense. And so every time we'd go to the sidelines, Brett and Brian would be like, "You're doing good out there." Yeah, like rubbing my shoulders. Yeah, they like (laughs) squirting Gatorade, slapping me in the face. (laughs) They at one point they had to reset my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stick one of those things up there to (laughs) stop the bleeding. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, smelling salts.
0: I don't know if I could do it. Tape it up and get the fuck back in there. Get a hold of yourself, man. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you've already won the first half, baby. Just one more half to go.
1: Listen, you've just got to wear them down. Wear them down. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So that's much easier to do when you've got like. Baines, Nicholas F, and all those totally slut pills killer. Everybody did great. Everybody did a
1: great job. Yeah, we're surrounded by very talented people, and that's and that's the key to success. That's the key people. to success. You got to surround yourself by when very- you're
0: mediocre. <laughs> you got to <laughs> you got to really just be like uh, what do you call those things the things that suck the the shit off the gills of sharks and whales. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, oh, you mean in the ocean? Yeah. Like a um, barnacle or something? No, uh, not, well, I know barnacles <laughs> like attach themselves to stuff like that. But I like, see the analogy you're trying to make. <laughs> you got to be a parasite, kind of. <laughs> you have to leech off infinitely more talented people than yourself. Trust me, and trust me, we are very mediocre. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's... Uh...
1: Sometimes I literally just sit and stew in my own sort of comprehensive, overwhelming mediocrity. Um. Now we have our moments.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Maybe we're too hard on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I woke up Friday or Saturday morning, and uh, we went to bed at like four, and then like I had to like get up and go get the dog from the dog sitter at like seven, so I didn't get to sleep very much, but. By- I woke up with my leg thrown over Lee Bates, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Woke up for a second, mortified, like, oh shit." Did we fuck? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not like that. I was just hoping he didn't notice that I had, in the middle of the course of the evening, had <laughs> tried to snuggle with him. <laughs> thinking it was my girlfriend who was out of town. I guess. <laughs> well, my original question still stands.
1: Then <laughs> that's a weird feeling. <laughs> Mm. Waking up next to a close friend, you're like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Did we
0: fool around? No, 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 no! It's like, a, <laughs> it's like I hope I didn't get like a nocturnal boner that like just poked into your calf, and now, now the dynamic of our relationship has changed. Now his calves are cramping because <laughs> he made him yeah. come so hard.
1: <clears throat> what a fucking weird week, man! It was a weird, dark week. Honestly, it was much, you know, last week. Was last week the midterms? <laughs> was it? I think it was. Last No, the week before that, right? Well, I mean, not this last week, but the week before that. Because our yeah. last episode, our most recent public episode... Was on the midterms. Was on the midterms, so... Right. This week, the sort of haze hanging over everything was a literal haze because of the fires in California. Yeah. And... um. I don't know. It was just so weird. But it also, I had a really hard time telling, being able to discern whether, um, it, whether, I don't know, I had a really dark and sort of foreboding sort of sense all week. You know what I mean? A dark cloud hanging yeah. over me. And I couldn't tell if it was because I thought the world was sort of unraveling, which it is. But my sort of reaction to that varies on a spectrum from like, Nihilism to sort of ironic detachment to incredible earnestness and manic like desperation. Yeah. Or if it was like I was just really stressed out about the show and I've got this essay that's coming out, which, by the way, let me go ahead and pitch uh, this essay that I have coming out. <laughs> oh
0: God. Is that coming out today? <laughs> I think it is. It should be. Um, it's a good thing you're getting on a plane that's going down there now. <laughs> Yeah, You don't have to stand and face the music <laughs> for your <laughs> allegations. You're right. It's a good thing that my
1: life is ending today because <laughs> no, I, I think I, I should be having an essay published in Popula today about nonprofits, which basically just kind of aggregates a lot of the points that we made over the, you know, it's funny, it's like towards the end of the sort of season, we started getting way more into electoralism and critiquing sort of you know maybe um, a bit too much <laughs> yeah you could make that argument <laughs> but a lot a la- another large theme of the show is the non-profit world and philanthropy and that's basically what I wrote this essay about so look if you don't got shit to do over the break if you're sitting around waiting for the turkey to bake or whatever or you're sitting in an airport I've got a 4,000 word essay for you <laughs> it's a long
0: read folks <laughs>
1: <laughs> at popular dot com, the good folks over
0: at popular dot com. Yeah, subscribe today. Four dollars gets you full access. Yeah, you
1: know, I mean, I, I don't hardly ever plug or advertise for shit on this show, but you know, popular is one of the best things. Going they give right. us platforms, and I gotta hand it to anybody who's willing to uh, give us a platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to give
0: r2 deranged <laughs> asses it is very brave you're right yeah <laughs> so yeah i think it's one of the and if you're uh not necessarily what what could be deemed a pro writer, you got an essay burning in your little heart you want the world to read yeah pitch it pitch them yeah pitch it um
1: I, i'm trying i'm constantly trying to get all, all my friends to pitch something um
0: Together we're trying to bankrupt popula And <laughs> send them to the poorhouse. But in the meantime, subscribe. And well, yeah. I I think
1: that like right now we um especially right after the midterms, look, you know this whole Trump administration in general and the whole sort of MAGA movement and um the sort of resurgence of global fascism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> All the other, you know. <laughs> Small fires in the world, the rise of global fascism, the earth warming up to the point of yeah. combustion. Right. Uh, well, I'm saying that we're in a moment where the legitimacy
1: of all these sort of dogmas and orthodoxies and things that we have... Can only
0: be fought <laughs> by 4,000 word essays and popular. It's <laughs> all we got, folks. It's our it's our tongue and our, our sword, and the sword being the pen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you see the point I'm trying to make. I'm saying that it's a battle out there for hearts and minds (laughs) and um, and, you know I think that one of the sort of points of this show one of the objectives of this show I've said it multiple times is to critique and ultimately demolish the sort of facade of liberalism and um, whatever outlets we can sort of use to disseminate that and to shape people's thought on what is going on currently um we need to take we need to take it because like the sort of hegemony of liberal thought is finally coming in my opinion coming under critique and that wasn't the case necessarily during the Obama years you had to just sit back and be browbeaten by these assholes who told you that like oh all we got to do is just go meet with Sally
0: Jewell a couple times and you know what i'm saying yeah that's right and uh, you know it's funny I, I had a dream last night that we did a show um, where, you know, like sometimes we'll take a popular song and twist the words around. I, I do like how we do that. Well, <laughs> last night I had a dream we came up with one and it was to the uh, Wallflowers 1 headline <laughs> and it was, change has got to be incremental. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh I forgot to write that down when I woke up this one, but I'm glad I remembered <laughs> it because it worked. Um, there, I had one. I had,
1: I um. had a good one the other night before the show um, about that Kelly Clarkson song. It's since you've been gone, but it's about jerking off when your parents are gone, like when you're in high school. Like
0: since you've been gone. I can jerk off for the first time in front of the dog.
1: <laughs> 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 and not next to you. <laughs> in the other room. Wondering what I'm doing in here. <laughs> Do you ever try to surreptitiously. Because, like, in my house, I grew up in a house that's pretty small. And, um, you know, and we only had one computer in the house and it was in the kitchen. And so. You know, if my parents are listening to this, all those times I was sitting there, just sort of leaned really far up against the computer with my hand in my
0: pants. Oh my God, <laughs> you're a degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't act like you haven't done it. No, Look, I, no, I have. I, if you I, grow up in a house that small, you don't have a choice, dude. Dude, my my friend Brandon Young has the best fucking story. <laughs> I mean, it's highly embarrassing, but it's, I'm going to tell it. He, uh,
1: You even gave his first and last
0: name. Maybe cut out his last name. Uh, Here's his Social Security number and his address. Here's <laughs> his an, a very embarrassing type. story about yeah. him. <laughs> He's a rotten motherfucker. <laughs> so he said that they were having a family reunion at his house, and... Uh, mm. I'll tell you the type of guy Brandon was. He like he's the guy that like when he gets interested in something he just like fucking goes full bore into it. Like when it, we were kids, he wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Uh huh. So like he was way far out. Like we were probably like fifteen, but to start training to become a Navy SEAL, he would go <laughs> to Carfork Lake in the winter time and go get in there and like practice like as <laughs> <laughs> at, at fifteen. <laughs> Wanting to be a Navy SEAL When he's like You know However old you have to be To go into SEAL training Those or are whatever. people Who are really into World War II Well I think he came around Not later on That kind of normalized And Right, right. Yeah Had developed Some good politics But anyway It's just funny 15 year old boy <laughs> I want to be a Navy SEAL <laughs> <laughs> I want to go To bank And freeze my little dick off So anyway um, And they lived in a trailer And they were like You know Had some family in Or whatever and Brandon was like, It was the night that Sable was on Monday Night Raw with the <laughs> with the body pain over her tits. Over her titties, yeah. I remember yeah. that. And there was it, like green. I remember <laughs> I remember this exact episode. And he said, Man, he said I was in there and he said, I would have bet money I locked the fucking door. He said, (laughs) I was laid back on my bed. He said, I was going to town on it, watching Sable (laughs) and that body paint, just jacking the devil out of it. And he said, about that time, his mom walked in and he said, Ed, man, let me tell you something when you're a young boy you always think what would you do if you get caught jacking off oh totally you always have to have some contingency plan and he said let me tell you what you do he said (laughs) instinct kicks in you should go with the old possum routine. <laughs> he said, I just acted like I was asleep <laughs> with a rock hard boner <laughs> naked as hell. I said, just acted like I was passed out. Just full mask. Just these half naked women on TV <laughs> in full mask. And he said, the funny thing is I like made eye contact with her. Then just immediately, yeah, immediately acted act like, like I he's was passed
1: out. It'd be funny if his mom was
0: like, really, Brandon? Well, yes. that's what she said. She <laughs> said, we've got... we said, we've sitting here. you're in here jacking off. You're in here jacking off. I, I don't know how to even <laughs> face my mom.
1: <laughs> shit, saw that. There are some things that fundamentally alter your relationship to another person. Like, one time, um, I walked in on my boss taking a shit, and it fundamentally altered our relationship. It was a traumatic experience for both of us. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know you got you're just in a very vulnerable position yeah sure <laughs> sure i guess what i'm saying is that you know i'm not telling everybody to try to walk in on your boss taking a shit there might that might be a little bit problematic uh however it is a power move yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you try uh, to motherfuck them yeah then. it'll never your relationship with them will never be the same no Lyndon Johnson used to use that as a power
0: move, though, in the reverse. He would make people watch him shit. <laughs> God damn it. God, if you had a hog like Johnson's, how would you even fuck it? You know, like, you. a lot of people don't know this. My girlfriend was surprised to find out, that when you poop, you tuck your dick in the toilet. Am I the only one that does that? No, it's... What else would you do with it? Yeah, like, you have to. You just kind of have to. <laughs> what if, what but if, if you... if you had a hog like Johnson's, though, That's kind of weird because then it'd be, like, gray, probably grazing the toilet bowl or something, you know? <laughs> it's touching... It's like dipping it's like in, in the water. water.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a tea bag. That's...
0: My like, like cousin Peyton's a fucking dickhead, but... He does have a huge penis, and his joke is always when, like, we'd pull up side of urinal together, and I said, "But it's cold in there. <laughs> Water's cold." <laughs> what if, what if you were
1: so, what if you had like a phobia about tucking it into the toilet? So every time you shit, you had to just get a boner, and so that way it was sticking straight up yeah. while you were shitting. Well, I, I think we talked about this before. I had a buddy who was in Iraq who spent so much time jerking off in porta johns. He would have like a Pavlovian response when he got back. Every time he'd smell shit, he'd get horny. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. This is this episode is just turning into a clip show. We're just <laughs> we're just doing a greatest bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry everybody. Back to my original point. Back to my original point about what it is we're doing here. Um yeah, we're we're shaping thought right now. We're trying to do some some thought shaping. You know, you got to theorize and understand why everything is happening the way yeah, it is total. So what I'm saying is write Everybody should write more Even though nobody's reading <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But it's good for you It's good for you It helps you process shit yeah.
0: It totally does So um, Well Also I guess the other piece Of advice I'd pass along to people This season Really the theme of this season I guess can be summed up thusly if you don't vote, don't bitch about anything. <laughs> don't want to hear you fuckers that didn't bother to go to your polling stations. I want to hear you bitching about what's going on because you know what? You get the government you vote for. <laughs> That's the Trill Billy's message. That
1: is definitely the Trill Billy's message. I guess. Uh, <laughs> what can you really say about after that? That's just. Says it all. That's what we've been hitting that for months. Well, I do want to say that um, I was thinking a little bit about this over the past couple of weeks, and, um, you know, I think that as leftists, like, sometimes as you get sort of hopeless and despairing about, like, the w- way that the world is, um, the sort of, and I mentioned this, like, I think two or three episodes ago, but, like, the gravity of what it is that you're doing and what you believe in it just kind of gets... It takes a back seat to that sort of despair and and hopelessness. But I guess what I'm saying is that, like, it is not an insignificant thing to want to change the world. That's a pretty... That's a pretty significant thing. And... pretty, uh... Pretty, uh, (laughs) tall order. Pretty (laughs) egotistical, too. But look, we've all got egos.
0: (laughs) Some (laughs) bigger than others?
1: (laughs) No, but I mean, seriously... um. It's not an insignificant thing, and um, you should be proud of that, and, um, you know, you should let it, you should let it power you. You should let, I don't know, you should let, you shouldn't let yourself sort of get overwhelmed with the despair and hopelessness and everything.
0: And I think at times we did. Totally. Caused us to act out. <laughs>
1: Say things we <laughs> probably didn't mean. <laughs> But, uh, well but we're humans you know you we're know, trying our best <laughs> doing our best here. <laughs> so um, but seriously and, and I know that like you know it's that's especially important w- when you sort of like go home and you're with family and your sort of beliefs and everything are, are tested um, <laughs> <laughs> get your talking
0: points ready yeah <laughs> You you don't need talking points or anything. All you need is your I that's I forget, man. This is Friday is uh the Super Bowl of the rhetoric game. Yeah. <laughs> I dated somebody
1: one time who I mean, obviously that relationship did not last very long, but who had literally had talking points and made it a point to uh force a conversation. you
0: imagine going to your family's Thanksgiving dinner and say, Okay, now that you're all gathered here, I just kinda want I got a brief PowerPoint presentation <laughs> I'd like to Right up to you here. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was the victim of <laughs> <laughs> Never Yeah. No, but um yeah, no,
1: I mean you don't have to have like talking boards or some dumb shit like that. Just be yourself and yourself should want to overthrow the social order and create a new world. Uh because that's literally the only thing that's gonna save us <laughs> that's true uh look i can't I can't cut it any other way. I mean like we can have disagreements about um incrementalism and tactics and organizations tactics and all that and but whatever. at the end of the day, the writing on the wall is that the um the world is in a death spiral <laughs> for multiple reasons yeah. <laughs> and the only way to save it is a revolutionary intervention from the left and we've got a we have to build up the sort of philosophical intellectual um but also material bulwarks for how we see that come to fruition and
0: it's going to take a little bit of time um so you know just the the left basically has to become kentucky <laughs> what i mean by that is kentucky was sort of a bulwark against you know the great war of yankee aggression <laughs> <laughs> protecting our southern values Yeah, you know, sort of the uh first line of defense and uh so the, I, that's a horrible the job. analogy tom is drawing here is that the left is like the confederacy <laughs> no, no 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 yeah <laughs> maybe let me reverse that a little bit <laughs> if the confederacy were good <laughs> that's what the left would be <laughs> god damn it
1: oh fuck <clears throat> well anyways you know um, <laughs> how do you fall that really <laughs> strike that from the minutes <laughs> that was really bad Um, but seriously um, you know just go listen to the last episode (laughs) it's early um we're tired we had a really long week uh we've been busting ass and um you know just like i said it's not insignificant to uh want to change things and sort of overthrow the social order (laughs) and um you should be proud of that. Yeah. You should be proud of that because it's like, it's really crazy when you think, I mean, I think about it all the time. I think about all the stupid shit I thought and believed in my early 20s and like, even incredibly racist, sexist, white supremacist stuff. and You know what I mean? Like all kinds of stuff. And I think about it, and I'm like, damn, I have done such an excellent job
0: of becoming a better person. <laughs> Listen, if you found your way to the left, I'm just kidding- but I mean seriously, though, if you found your way to the left from the various starting points, and I mean i was talking I was talking to Max Alvarez the other day, and he was like, yeah, I was a full blown conservative not too long ago, you know it's right. like that that is that's not insignificant, you know, right. so
1: yeah well and and the I guess another point I'm trying to make is like trust your instincts, trust your political analysis, and um." You know, there's a reason why you feel the way you do, and it's probably rooted in outrage of some kind. And um, and you should trust that, and then take that outrage and, and turn it into a 4,000-word essay that nobody will read. They will read it.
0: <laughs> they'll read it. Or
1: they'll at least read half of it. So. Or turn it into a podcast in which you
0: self-congratulate yourself on all the amazing things <laughs> you can do, it, <laughs> you guys. You can believe. It's, it's a... Not a bad mm. supplement to your income,
1: right? So, um, d- I have some speaker pieces. We're going to do it at the show on
0: Friday, but we wound up not doing them from this past week. It's goddamn you. Hey, you <laughs> imagine Nicholas efforts on this very spirited, like <laughs> killer performance, and <laughs> we're coming out here saying, <laughs> "Thank you, God bless." <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, no, I guess this will be the last speaker piece of 2018, and honestly. Nothing's gonna top that one we had last week, which was the funniest
0: goddamn speaker piece I've ever heard. Um Damn Mickey Stein's for sure had a big thank you spread here. Did he really? Yeah. We all well we also had some local elections here in in Letcher County and uh They're having uh twenty five percent off Under Armour this holiday season at the John B. Adams store. <laughs> Under Armour's probably the most reactionary brand. Has that, to be, right? That or Ed Hardy.
1: Yes. people still wear Ed Hardy
0: see I think they've waned in their popularity but Interesting. yeah in the mid 2000s that would have been absolutely true that's absolutely right I just noticed that I have a triple starred speaker piece on there so that one must be good I don't yeah. remember what it is we're gonna have to go, go say that for last okay. as evil as the Democrats have treated Donald Trump and now they're talking about him working with them why should he let me read that again, so if I can. <laughs> as evil as the Democrats have treated Donald Trump, and now they're talking about him working with them, why should he? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. Great, uh, great sentence. Great sentence. I am calling on you candidates to get all of your signs down. <laughs> we the people are tired of looking at them. Get them down. <laughs> that's right that's that's a good thing I think that somebody on the street fight group pointed that out they said uh, yeah it's like uh, or maybe it was even Brian and Brett themselves it was like uh, you know you make all of these signs for one race and like and especially if you're a Democrat and you're running on like you know saving the planet (laughs) but you're gonna make all these like dumbass signs and just throw them away after they're done (laughs) totally totally Mm. Are the Democrats not smart enough to know that everything they do is going to bite them in the you-know-what in the future?
1: (laughs) Well, I I think I circled that one because I know know for a fact it was a Trump person that wrote it, but it is 100% true. because
0: only Trump people say the you-know-what. The you-know-what,
1: right. But it's it's 100% true. Yeah. Like, the Democrats don't understand that, like, the sort of internal logic of their political view or project or whatever necessitates them eating
0: shit in the future taking L after L after L oh yeah totally <laughs> I hope the new county judge brings some new stores to Electric County first we need us a Rural King a Tractor <laughs> Supply and an Ollie's thank you and here's the one other one I would add is if you could pull off the uh, the hat trick and add an Applebee's <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this is good i'd like to see this antifa mob come to letcher county <laughs> we might not stop them from starting something but you can put it in the bank we're darn sure fin- we'll darn we're darn sure finish it yeah okay there pal <laughs> so locked and loaded here come on down they've become
1: like um in the conservative mind have you noticed how rapidly they've gone from
0: ms13 to antifa it's become the new. Dude. Here's what we need to do. Now here's what we need to do, because frankly, these are the dumbest people alive. <laughs> what we need to do is create like a new group. Like we had I, in high school, I had this this buddy named Josh, and I hesitate to say buddy because I really think he's a tool, and I always half thought he was a tool. <laughs> in high school, you're friends with a lot of people you think are tools just to keep up the, you know, totally. social order. <laughs> right. Well, Josh was known for a couple things. One was he could suck his own dick. <laughs> I think that's why I really hate him. But why? Because you're jealous? Because you want? Yeah, the fact that I'd never leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other thing he was known for is that he was just like such a bullshitter, like crazy. So wait, wait, wait. But but basically,
1: <laughs> what you're saying is if he was a renowned bullshitter. Could be he might not actually have been able to suck his own dick. Now we saw it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you watched him dude, suck his own dude, dick. No, listen, no. dude. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. I saw it. I saw. It. Let me you tell you what's happening. I me. swear to God, dude. Call him up like you did the bear guy. <laughs> I have. I don't have. I don't have his. I don't have his number, but... Josh, I bet- suck your dick on the phone. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Me- I'll phone a friend, though. No, you don't have to. <laughs> Let me just see. I can't get somebody on the horn here. Hey, okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway. Oh, fuck. So, anyway. Uh, the other thing Josh was known for is that, like... He just had to be first to know about like all the new bands. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, one thing we used to do is we would just make up these bands.
1: Yeah. And like they mi- do, like on Jimmy Fallon or something. Yeah, when they were asking like the Coachella
0: people, <laughs> I'm going to call Johnny P and you have him corroborate that. Anyway, <laughs> we need to have him on the show at some point. So, uh,. <laughs> So we made up this band Called Audio (laughs) Salvage And uh, he was like Yeah hell yeah man I love all their shit What's that one song they have (laughs) And we made up like You know like Spun this big tale About this band He was going along with The whole time But what we need to do With these Antifa MS-13 fucking Paranoid freaks Start making us Make up these like New groups (laughs) But be like Here's the thing Here's the thing It's like They're like killing trump supporters like in their own home like they're breaking into their homes and like fucking cutting they, babies' heads off they and
1: break your ribs and make you suck your own they dick break
0: your, They <laughs> take your ribs out
1: they make you gay by breaking your ribs and making, making you suck, suck your own, own dick. dick and then you when you come you come so hard that your calves cramp up it's gonna be crazy god damn that's so fucking weird yeah, you're right. But seriously, though, Antifa really has replaced MS-13 in their sort of domestic terrorist, we call them. Mm. Well, it's really funny to me. Just it, it is really funny to me that they sit around and daydream about getting into a fight with Antifa. Like, that's what they're fantasizing about. Yeah, <laughs> That's how bored these motherfuckers are. Yeah, They sit around fantasizing about fighting some 28-year-old with like a neck beard, who's wearing a bandana you know like that's that's their fantasy
0: that's their fantasy yeah <laughs> and it's also it's like uh yeah it's just it's just so fucking weird it's like you know this like when this whole militia culture like right wing militia culture sprung up it was like at first like it was just like a bunch of like guys in their like late 40s and early 50s that are like you know just starting a statin regimen and <laughs> Like fucking just needing a little excitement in their life. Yeah. And going out and shooting in the woods and like crawling under barbed wire and shit. And then for whatever reason, <laughs> like the chuds that idolize those guys, like the guys that would be the Proud Boys and all these other people really took up the mantle for them. And now we've got a mess <laughs> on our hands created by these fuckers <laughs> who if they hadn't had statin therapy would have fucking... <laughs> What's statin therapy? You know keeps the ticker working. Oh, right, right, right. It's amazing how these drug dealers can get on Facebook and deny the Lord. <laughs> is this my triple star? Yeah. This is this is this this is this is, this is the editor's pick this week. <laughs> this is so funny. Wait, DJ run that back with the first
1: sentence of that.
0: It's amazing how these drug dealers can get on Facebook and deny the Lord. <laughs> It's amazing how these drug dealers can good. get on Facebook and, and deny denied. the law. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. it's amazing how these drug dealers the drug dealers can get on Facebook and deny the law. What
1: the fuck is like <laughs> <So I> <laughs>
0: Anyways, continue. Man, you you really fucked up not circling this one beside it. But anyway, I'll come back to that. Okay. It's amazing how drug dealers can get on Facebook and deny the Lord. They find out who's a preacher, and then they'll get these preachers to feel sorry for them and give them money so they can go get the things they want, such as bribing local law enforcement so they won't get caught. They might think they're going to get to heaven, but they're not. How do you know? First of all, person, here's what I would say. How do you know that that... Uh, game doesn't recognize game, and God is going to let these totally. people in heaven. Totally. Well, I just think
1: it's a, that first sentence is all time great, man. How it's do you? It's amazing how Facebook.
0: these drug dealers can get <laughs> on Facebook and deny the Lord. Like, if you're a drug dealer, what the thread there? You go from that, drug dealer. That's not a, That's that's <laughs> like that's like you know we talk about the woke straw man. This is just your standard. <laughs> Like straw man argument.
1: Well, yeah, it kind of it whips you back and forth. You go from Facebook to drug dealers to the, denying the Lord. That's I
0: would say impressive. these people are diseased, but those are essentially the three themes of our show. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to do some self-reflection in the coming days. If Republicans started agreeing with global warming, Democrats would start denying it. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, now it's like Republicans are agreeing on global warming, but their attitude is like, eh, well, we've already went this far, so.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, um, and that's the that's another point I've been trying to sort of hammer out over the past few weeks is that, like, the global elite is totally comfortable with the world boiling alive. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're devising all kinds of... I mean, you, you saw this. It was pointed out a million times on Twitter. You saw this with the wildfires in California the way that they've hired like pri- their own private firefighting forces and all this stuff. Yeah.
0: Like they're going to they're they're not only are they fine with it. They're hoarding all the cash mm-hmm. and creating all the resources they need to yep. outlast the coming global authoritarian googleable nightmare hell future. Totally. And uh yeah and then the rest of us are just going to have to
1: Right. So, so not only are they like preparing for it, but they, it's like I've said a few times over the past few weeks, they're not only are they preparing for it, but they're also sort of trying to lay the institutional and sort of philosophical groundwork for how to manage the masses in, yeah. a, in a world like that. Yeah. And the only word for that is fascism. Like, that's the only explanation for it, because eventually those contradictions will become more and more impossible to sort of square away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You're
0: getting texts. Yeah. I'm getting <laughs> blowed up over here. There's a man in Knott County that when he dies they'll have to carve on his stone. Quote Here here's lies the body of truth. End quote. That's here's like H. E. R. E. apostrophe S. Here's Bloody. here's lies the body of truth. Because it sure never came out of him. <laughs> He's got a dog, killed ten thousand squirrels. 47,000 rabbits all by himself. He couldn't have killed that many animals in 150 years, but yet he's got a top-grade, top-line, top-blood world champion hound. <laughs> Dude, that is
1: crazy, just hating on somebody in the ground. Just like,
0: it's also it's just like, fucking... Let us somebody tell their bullshit hunting tales and fishing stories and whatever. That That's the good content. It's good content. It is good.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. People who want to...
0: Oh. People let the truth get in the way of good content. Exactly. Funny
1: stories are the ones that are embellished and... Uh, and
0: change over time <laughs> and expand. You know?
1: The internet has really broken our brains that way. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's created a sort of subclass of individuals who are obsessed with facts. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know... It's interesting in a time when, like, we're governed by, you know, like, that's I an mean, a belabored point, but, like, just facts don't even matter anymore. Totally. That's but, the, like, all the adherents of this, like, people, like, are, like, lean on. It's just, I don't know.
1: Uh, it's very disorienting. And this is, again, why Marxism is the only thing that's going to offer you any kind of reprieve from any of this, because it is an objective scientific analysis of the world, and... um You can have that in your brain while at the same time telling stories with your buddies that are 90% bullshit and made up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy it, guys. Well, the election's over and the Democrats did really well. Nancy Pelosi's going to take your guns. She's going to open our borders. She's going to change America to where anyone (laughs) who wants to come can come across these borders. Well, you all put her in there. (laughs) no we didn't actually no California did we're trying really hard to get her out of there but also even if you you did nobody in Kentucky put (laughs) Pelosi in there (laughs) Uh, America to where I'm sorry well you all put her in there Trump is making this nation grow and you all threw him a stumbling block with Pelosi but we still have the Senate and he still is in control of America why don't people quit bad-mouthing him and give him some credit for what he did that's, that is a common speaker feast you
1: see all the time. Like, listen everybody, Obama fucked up shit so
0: bad that it's just taking him a while. If he, I would, knew that's what the line was going to be. Yeah. It's like the perfect time. Like, Trump is not going to improve your life, <laughs> Mr. Whoever and wherever. Okay? It's like, it's not. But what you're going to do is you're going to give him the longest leash in the world. Yeah. He's going to make other people's lives <laughs> miserable. And at the end, all oh, you're going to be able to say is, well... Who he had his hands tied. God. Who could have Who could have undid all that Obama shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I noticed a lot of Republicans lost their elections. I was kind of shocked that we didn't go downtown and knock all the windows out of the buildings and try to destroy people's businesses <laughs> and then call everybody a racist. And I remember that's what Democrats do. Dude, that is so absurd. I mean, like,
1: another thing that um, has really, you know, again, not not a unique point, not a uh you know original point, but they are so thin skinned, man. Holy shit. Did you find a good one? You got I I don't know why them.
0: this wasn't your three star editor's pickable. <laughs> <lady. laughs>
1: hit it. Hit me with it.
0: This uh, could have been yours. God bless America. God bless our president. God bless our government. California, wouldn't you have had more water if you hadn't have saved some of your storages there to save some fish? What the fuck? Weren't there a lot of dams and stuff tugged down to save a funky little fish or something or other? Sure, it's been dry in California, but I believe in the old days you'd have had a whole lot more water to fight with. Quit bad-mouthing this president for what you all did. It pisses me off. I hate to see you in such bad shape, but if you have saved your water and your dams and stuff, you'd have had a hell of a lot more water to fight fires with. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) And then there's there's an editor's note here, uh, and like I and it says, more than forty people are now confirmed dead because of the current California wildfires, and many more people are still missing. And you're blaming the victims. I I like a little bit of when they do a little bit of editorializing on the more egregious speaker piece. Yeah, well, the funny thing about that speaker piece is you can tell that it's a call in. Oh yeah, because yeah,
1: yeah. the and stuff, buddy. Don't y'all got a bunch of dams?
0: And stuff. And yeah, stuff. it's not. You wouldn't write that way. <laughs> even worse is the fact that not one expert backs up your claim about a lack of water. It, well, it's even funnier about that. It's like California's become a stand-in for this like godless Sodom and Gomorrah type place. It's like when yeah. we were talking to Drew on that California episode earlier yeah. on the run, and it was like. Like if you go to like Bakersfield and then like a lot of places outside of the cities in California, it's like all real tree camo and like total hillbilly and redneck. Because like, you know, a lot of people from Eastern Kentucky and Oklahoma and places like that went out there. Right, right, right. Not that like saying that they brought their <laughs> 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 they brought the their scourge. lack of culture. <laughs> <laughs> they brought, they brought their own cultured ignorant asses out there <laughs> and completely fucked up the project for everybody. <laughs> But my point is is like California is much more conservative than people give it credit for. I I know I It's just their saying. population centers tend to vote yeah. democrat and so they swing democrat, but totally yeah. totally. Um, oh fuck. Well that's just about it. Um that speak your pieces. <sighs> it's the season finale. We let's, are. let's going you know one of my favorite hallmarks of a season finale is like you know, the year in review. Yeah. So go ahead, give us your three-star editor picks for favorite moments of the year. I'm going to
1: go ahead and say this is a bit of a under, um, un, it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit fast, but I'm going to say my top editor pick of 2018 was definitely when Kirstie Alley tweeted about Stephen Hawking and said, you had a good run. <laughs> You remember that Kirsty Alley, like from Kirstie, Cheers. Yes, from yeah. Cheers. She, she t- when Stephen Hawking died, she tweeted a picture of him that just said, "You had a good run. Thanks for your input. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for your input." <laughs> totally,
1: that was probably one of my favorite moments of the year. <laughs> That's good, pretty good, buddy. It's been such a crazy. The thing is, and the thing is with this, what these
0: wildfires fi- as well, is that um. I hope when if the show ever ends. <laughs> Somebody tweets at us and says... Thanks for your input. That was a good run. (laughs) Thanks for your input. No, hopefully they'll bury us with a gravestone that says, here lies the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Here's lies the truth. Here's lies the truth.
1: (laughs) Uh, Dude, media... um, You know, news stories move so fast now, and um, it's really crazy. I was thinking about this, because another crazy thing that happened just in the last two weeks... In the same sort of media cycle as the fi- wildfires, was this? Sh- there was a shooting. There was a mass. There was a large shooting in California. Remember,
0: like yeah. twelve people died or something. Yeah, maybe. but what is <laughs> it? The- you, you remember it was last week? I know. That's it seemed mad. To, I know. So you I remember I know. California. Oh, I, know. I know.
1: Well, that's the thing. But they were interviewing. I don't know if you saw the the interviews from the family members of people in the shooting, and it was incredibly raw. It was insane. You know, they had this one woman, and she was like. I don't want prayers. I don't want thoughts. I want action. I want you know gun control all this. Like it was a, it was one of the kids, one of the victims' mothers, and it's like, you know, those kind of stories. Like the the world and media moves so fast now that those stories don't can't even. Acquire any kind of like momentum or gravity, or be or sort of
0: placed into grow into a bigger thing. Right, that people should take notice.
1: Yes, of. yes, they can't be placed into some sort of like larger sort of capital S scandal that then the political system has to then react to or anything
0: like that. Because you got to you know, because Donald Trump can't put a noun and an adjective together, and yeah, that well, becomes somehow well, and also sucks like, everything out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that and I just wonder how much longer people can sort of. I talked about this with you and Katie and Andrew the other day. That like, w- I like listening to the the revolutions podcast and like yeah. the sort of, oh, like the common theme you see, um, in like ninety percent of revolutions, is like when a critical mass of individuals can no longer, um, uh, maintain the facade. They yeah. can no longer maintain. They can no longer suspend their their belief. Right and. For me that's what voting in elections are and we're going to see this especially into as this presidential election vote So you're ramps shifting up.
0: you're just before you go too far down the road here you're shifting from your top picks of 2019 to your crystal ball for 2019
1: My crystal ball exactly there you go
0: <laughs> He's wearing a very offensive like uh, Swami fortune telling <laughs> hat
1: Yes exactly so the The point is is that elections are essentially they they essentially require you to to suspend your belief they they require you you to suspend your um sort of intuitions about the system in the way that it is and the point that i was trying to make earlier is you should trust yourself trust your political instincts like don't give in to this notion That you're checking your phone
0: No, 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 go for it, I'm sorry You
1: blew my point, you asshole No, go for it, I'm sorry No, I don't want to make it anymore No, make
0: the point, make the point
1: (laughs) (laughs) It must have been a pretty boring one
0: No, 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 it wasn't a boring point Mm -hmm. I've I've been fighting off these texts all morning And somebody needed my immediate attention
1: Um, well, I don't know Does... Whatever, but uh, don't listen to anybody or anything. <laughs> Anyways, what's your crystal ball tooth for 2019? <laughs> what do you got? What are you thinking? On the horizon. Yeah, what's going on? Okay, wait, wait. So, like, my larger point, I guess, a minute ago is that I don't know how much longer people can maintain the sort of suspension of belief. And um, when people sort of pressure you into doing that, into to doing that, then you should... They don't care about you.
0: I lost my... I lost my...
1: I lost my thread. I lost my thread. (laughs) True season finale form, baby. We're, uh... We are just mailing it in at this point. Yeah. Here lies the truth. Well, anyways, we're an hour and eight minutes. That's a good... That's a good stopping point. That's a good stopping point? Yeah. I think, uh... (laughs) A... A... An attempt at a profound point just deflating <laughs>
0: that's true 2018 you're sitting here making a huge point and I'm sitting here just checking your text, phone texting away god damn it alright everybody
1: um, so yeah we're gonna sign off now but uh, thanks for listening and um, the
0: deal with the patreon uh, we're gonna keep you y'all updated if you wanna you know stick around for the next uh, couple yeah, of weeks it, that we're gonna be off it's
1: probably uh, it's 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 totally possible we might put an episode or something on patreon um you know just to sort of keep you in the loop keep
0: you keep you appetite wetted right uh when when we can but it's just the schedules will be too inconsistent to really to so, yeah out regular episodes for the next uh, probably several weeks but uh, yeah but we'll be back uh regular
1: sc- you're regularly programming? About like programming. last year or you know, yeah. earlier
0: this year. So probably
1: around the time of the Super Bowl. About Super Bowl time <laughs> will be. Unless we start to get really bored and angsty before then and, uh
0: Yeah. And but we can do it. But uh But it's
1: good to take breaks and t- look, you need a break from us because um Distance we... makes the heart grow fonder. Totally and um the distance makes the dick grow harder. <laughs> there's that too if you're <laughs> sitting around jerking off to our podcast you're gonna have a massive raging boner when we come back yeah yeah
0: just uh, you know
1: yeah you gotta take breaks every now and then um, to keep your sanity and to also keep your sort of clarity your analytical clarity about things you gotta stay sharp baby you gotta stay sharp yeah so anyways uh, thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you when we see you. in the new year in the new year in la año nuevo yep alright goodbye